Latinos, welcome to Big Friday's podcast. I'm your host, Denise, and we are on the first week of our new series, Pilipinas, Ibigin Mo Ang Pilipinas. In this session, Pastor Ikoy De Leon shares with us how we can be responsible citizens by choosing the right leaders who will pursue good governance. Are you ready to be used by God through your votes? Open your hearts and minds as we get reminded of what true Christ-like leadership looks like. Magandang gabi po sa inyong lahat at ako po ay natutuwa dahil uh, you're all here with me this evening. Uh, thank you for all the people who are here who's making these things possible. Uh, maraming maraming salamat. And we want to welcome you to our napakagandang series po called Pili Pilipinas. Pili Pinas. You know? you know, I've been, I don't know if with you, but ready na po ako mag-travel. Gusto ko na po mag-travel. Kaya hindi pa po ako maka-travel. Bago po nagkaroon ng pandemic, you know, I have been blessed to go around different parts of Asia and even outside Asia. And you know what? Ang isa ko pong nakita when I go out around Asia, sobrang dami ng improvement sa mga ibang pansa. You know, one of the things that I realized, bakit sa Pilipinas, hindi ganito? And one of the things that I really am also discouraged with in a bit is that when I go back to the Philippines and I go and I see where I came from, parang ang layo po nung sitwasyon. Parang ang layo po nung buhay. And that's why, I don't know if you are like me, that you often ask, ano po bang nangyari sa Pilipinas natin? Ano po ang nangyari sa ating mahal na Pilipinas? And I have realized that, you know, as I go into that, this question, what has happened to our country, I realized that it's not been the case early on. In fact, in 1950s, the Philippines ranked fourth in the largest economies in Asia. Alam niyo po yun, pang-apat po tayo. Next po tayo sa Japan. We are second in the most progressive country in the region way back in the 1950s. At ito pa, alam niyo po ba, ang dollar conversion nung mga panahon na yun? Ang dollar conversion po ngayon. Ano, ano ba dollar conversion ngayon? What's the dollar conversion now? Uh, no, you don't have to check the Google. <laughs> 52 ba? 50, 50 mga? 52, 53? Alam niyo ba nung 1950s, ang dollar conversion po is how much? One dollar is to two pesos. Ganyan po kalakas yung voting, yung voting, yung buying power ng peso. And that's why when you look around, when you look around, we could have even achieved a level of economic progress if we followed the same track that could rival Japan, Korea, Singapore, and the rest. And sadly, even po ang Vietnam, as on their per capita GDP, has overtaken us. By the way, very boko ko yung bigyan ng, ng secret. Pag nagla-live speaking ka pala, lagi ka nanunuyo, kaya lagi may tubig ka. Kasi you know what? In Zoom, pwede mo may hawak ka lagi yung tubig eh. Papatayin mo lang yung, yung, mo lang yung camera. Mag-off ka lang and then you can drink water. But now since we're on live, right? I need to drink a lot of water. So going back, we have fallen back. We have fallen back into our Asian countries, falling on us Asian neighbors. San san po ba tayo falling, we have fallen in our Asian neighbors? Number one, infrastructure, you know, education. Yan po medyo, we're lacking behind there. We're also lacking behind in health. We're also lacking behind in technology. And yet, if you look at it, right, if you look at it, our country, the Philippines, has been gifted with a natural resource and a vibrant human 
capital resources. Ang galing po ng mga Pilipino eh. The Philippines was one of the richest nations in the world when it comes to natural resources. And it's one of the, produ before the producers of gold, copper, nickel, timber, globally, it's one of the most longest and most beautiful coastal lines and fishing grounds. Because ang dami-dami po nating magandang island, right? And in comparison, in other Asian countries, it has well been established. Tayo po, meron po tayong well-established good public school system. And also, a lot of the Filipinos can speak English well. And that's why I, I, I want to under, submit to you that even our landmass is ripe for vegetation. Our coastlines, wow, diver po ako dati, ang ganda-ganda po ng marine life natin. And we have a massive workforce that is known and valued all over the world for our flexibility, our kindness, and our being industrious. At hindi lang po yan. We're not only blessed with natural resources and the people, we've also have been blessed with an amazing history. We have shining, defining, shining moments in greatness in our nation's history that serve as an example for the rest of the world. Yan po, yung people power. Sige nga, lagay mo nga sa chat box kung buhay ka na yan, nung nagkaroon ng people power. Ako po, ano ako yan? Uh, Fourth-year high school. Tama po ba? Yes, fourth-year high school po ako. Nag-aral po ako sa San Beda. Eh. Kaya nagpupupal power doon sa Mindyola. People power sa Mindyola. Nasa ulot po kami ng San Beda. Sumasabog ng Molotov sa Mindyola during that time. And also, we're the first to wage a peaceful revolution during that time when we have thwarted a dictator. And now, really, it's, it's a people power, something that really has been an epitome of what people can do when we gather and unite together under one common purpose. And so my question again, as I started this, this message, this, what happened to our country? Professor Shello Habito said this, the strong consensus that emerged on why the Philippines has constantly performed poorly relative to its neighbors pointed to the same answer, bad governance. I submit to you, one of the reasons or perhaps the main reason that our country is like this already is because of bad governance. Kaya po, I started off kanina, napaka-importante ito pong crossroads that we are, where we are in now, in the crossroads in the upcoming election. Because that would definitively have, an, have a huge impact on our lives today and even the lives of our future generations who's gonna come. Yun po yung maling understanding na maraming tao eh. Ang maling understanding ng maraming tao is that they think that the decisions only impact their life today. But it's that it's so far from the truth. Every decision we make right now, specifically in the context of where our country is heading towards us, is snowballing to an effect down the road. And that's why we need to do something now, and we need to act now, and we need to check, ano po ba yung sagot? Perhaps that we could really go back to where we were before. And I, and I, and I shared to you, Wala po tayo ibang pwede puntahan, kundi ang Biblia, God's Word. God's Word has the design, has the, has the design on good governance. Ano po ba yung sinasabi ng salita ng Diyos when it comes to good governance? Let me take you to Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. And let me read it to you. Doon po mga nasa, nasa mga Facebook and YouTube, wherever you are, please read after me. Verse 28. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish, 
the sea and over the birds of the heavens and every living thing, every living thing that moves on earth. This is the first commission for human beings to be fruitful. Ito po yung isang sinabi sa atin ng Panginoon that we need to manage the growth. We need to be able to handle the other parts of creation of God that has given us, has been blessed with us. That's why the world is meant to be governed right. Kailangan po ng tamang pagmamanage itong pag-commission, itong stewardship na binigay sa atin ng Panginoon because the very system of, of, uh, of, of uh, what's happening now in the government right now, the very system that's happening in the government is designed to actually follow this principle. They might not know it, but the different set up systems in the, in the political arena in history and currently in the world today are actually a manifestation or a glimpse or a mirroring of what the Bible is saying about the mandate for people like you and me to be able to take care of God's creation. I don't know about the different mandate na various system of government na established in the pursuit of this original mandate. Number one, meron po tayong monarchy. Yan po yung nangyari sa Israel. Yan po yung nangyari sa Bible ng time ng Israel. We also have ancient African nations who had monarchy. The United Kingdom. Ngayon po, Thailand and Brunei. Yan po, monarchy. Meron po silang hari and queen. F- communism. Alam naman po natin yan. Russia, China, and some other Scandinavian countries are also into socialism. Dic- dic- dictatorship. Yan po yung time ni, sa Singapore, ni, ni, Lee Kuan, ni, Lee, ni Kuan Yew. Sa Iraqi po, si Saddam Hussein. Sa Cuba, si Fidel Castro. And also here, of course, in the Philippines in the time of our dictator, Ferdinand Marcos. And of course, democracy. Yan po yung ngayong nangyayari sa US, sa France, South Korea, and also in the Philippines right now. And throughout history, God has worked wonders in every form of government. Alam niyo po ba yan? Regardless of its form, kahit ano pa po yung form ng gobyerno, the principles of, the, of God's word in the Bible actually can be seen in those style of government. And I submit to you, the best functioning government abide by the values enshrined by God in His word, the Bible. Ano-ano po ba itong mga values na to? Ano-ano po mga example of God's value? What is, what is his, in His word, the Bible, that allows for us God's design for good governance. Ano ano po ba yon? Okay? Right now, we're going to look into the next couple of minutes to understand what are these things? Ano po ba yung mga characteristics na makikita natin that sinasabi po sa Bible for us to be able to understand what good governance means? Deuteronomy chapter 16 verse 18 says, "You shall appoint for yourself judges and officers in all your towns which the Lord your God is giving you according to your tribes and they shall judge the people." with righteous judgment. Here, context lang po, no? Context lang po. The previous chapters focus on the national conduct, or the conduct of the national and spiritual leaders. This passage, ito mga passage sa Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 18, deals with job descriptions of different officials noong time po noong the Israel nation. And Moses is now transitioning to human leaders who would have political and spiritual administrative responsibilities. And since Deuteronomy, this book is the, is the law code, napantama lang po that we could consult it and we could understand and we could see paano po ba dapat mag-lead ang isang leader ng isang bayan, ang isang country. What is that characteristic of good governance found in 
the Bible. Look, verse 19, read this with me. You shall not distort justice. justice. You shall not be partial, and you shall not take a bride. So, yun una po kagad, no? good governance is about understanding that you should not distort justice. Tapat daw, tapat daw hindi ka partial. In fact, napaka clear, oh? you shall not take a bride, for, the bri- for a bribe blinds the eyes of the wise and perverts the words of the righteous. These, just, these, these judges, these leaders, were in no way to distort justice. Bribes were specially forbidden because they blind the eyes. When you accept a bribe, you actually blind the eye. Not only that, in verse 20, justice and only justice you shall pursue, that you may live and possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you. So the main task of good governance of a leader is that his, he or she has to pursue justice. And when justice is characterized in the land, look, they would remain alive. Look, that you may live and that you may possess that the Lord was giving them. So first important rule is really being able to judge righteously. Second, Proverbs 14, verse 34 says, Righteousness exhausts a nation, but sin is a disgrace to people. You know what? Solomon says in the Bible, wisdom builds, but folly destroys. People's actions reveal the at- their attitude towards God. Eh, so kung isang leader who are tasked to govern a group of people, the way he serves or the way she serves her or his people is actually a representation of his or her attitude towards God. And so if that person is not properly serving the people, then his attitude toward God is also absolutely wrong. And that's why the wisdom of their speech, the commitment of these people, of these leaders who would be given the chance to govern, has to have this idea of hard work. It has to be, and they really have to work at it with all their heart. And those who think that that they know everything can never become truly truly wise because of the because they lack the humility. Alam ko na lahat yan eh. So bakit ka titignan? Alam ko na yan, yun sa Bible, alam ko na yan, hindi ko titignan yan. And when people shy away from that and they don't really follow God's design, consequences do follow. So the first point that I wanted to share with you is that there is justice and rule of law. Yun po yung number one rule of good governance according to God's Word. Second, in, De- in Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 18, now it shall come about when he sits on the throne of his kingdom, he shall write for himself a copy of this law. Look, susurat kadao in the presence of Levitical priests. And when he write that, it shall be with him, and he shall read it all the days of his life that he may learn to fear the Lord his God. Look at God's design. Una, after mo isulat yung you will then what? It shall be with you. You shall read it all the days of your life. For what? What for? That you may learn to fear the Lord, his God, by carefully observing the words. Look, I underline this, by carefully observing all the words. So one, another aspect of a person who will have the potential to understand God's design for good governance is a person needs to know God's word, His law, and His statutes. Why? Bakit daw importante na, na maintindihan yung salita ng Panginoon na hindi, lang niya, hindi mo lang intindihan, hindi mo lang isusulat, but you would also apply it into your life. Look, look at verse 20. That His heart may not be lifted up above His countrymen, 
Look, look at how the Bible describes the result of putting God's word in the heart of the leader, that his heart may, be, may not be lifted above and that his countrymen, and that he may not turn aside from, being, from, commandment, from the commandment to the right or to the left. So that means, first, is rule of justice. Second, it's righteous leadership. It's, the just, it's justice and rule of law. And then the second characteristic of good governance is righteous leadership. What is the third design of God's word for us to be able to find good governance? The third is freedom and responsibility. Let me explain that to you. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 15, it says, See, this is Moses saying, I have set before you today life and prosperity and death and adversity. So meaning, Moses presented the people a choice. May choice po tayo. Dalawang contrasting choices before the people. You could either choose life or prosperity, or you could, lose, or you could choose death and adversity. And to enjoy the relationship with God, Moses reminded them, reminded the people, and he's reminding you and me, that the fundamental responsibility which you have is this. Look, in verse 16, everybody read this with me. In that I command today to love your God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that you may live and multiply. Folks, hindi po namin to overly ma-emphasize. Your love for God is directly proportionate on how you will be able to serve his people. Your understanding of God's word is directly proportionate to claiming his promise of blessings. Eh, so kung yung dalawang pong yun, hindi alam nung leader, nung nagli-lead ng mga tao, bulilyaso. And that's why we need to understand how do we really pursue that. Look, it's so clear that you may live and multiply, that the Lord your God may bless you in the land. Dumidilim ba ako doon? Dumidilim ako doon. So kailangan bumalik ako dito. See, it's, it's gonna multiply, it's, it, that you may live and multiply. But here's the warning, to love the Lord God. And if you follow these commands, you will live and multiply. But if you do not obey, if the leader is not obeying God's word, look at what the Bible says in verse 17. But if you will not, but if your heart turns away and you will not obey, and but run away and worship other gods and serve them, Folks, look at the warning in verse 18. I declare to you that you shall surely perish. You will not prolong your days in the land where you are crossing the Jordan to enter it. Why am I all saying this? What's this for? You see, we fail to understand and the reason that perhaps one reason why our country has really deteriorated or did not really achieve a place in history where we would really be able to experience God's bountiful blessing because he has blessed the Philippines a lot. As I submit to you, perhaps the leadership is not following God's design of good governance. So let me throw this back again to you. Choose life in order that you may live. In fact, Moses summoned heaven and earth as witnesses. The, choi- the choice set before them, he urged them to choose life so the descendants would prosper under the blessing of God. Like I told you earlier, a lot of people, when we talk about this election, 
nakatingin lang po tayo sa sarili natin. Singles. Nakatingin tayo sa sarili natin when it comes to this election. Kasi wala pa tayong pamilya eh. Wala pa tayong anak. Wala pa tayong ibang inaasikaso kundi sarili natin. But I submit to you, this election is far more bigger than just our lives. It's why we need to understand ano po ba yung concept and design ng Panginoon sa kanyang salita in the Bible for us to have good governance. And let me repeat to you, what are these four key good governance design? Justice and rule of law, righteous leadership, freedom and responsibility, and respect of private ownership. Respect of private ownership. San po sinabi sa Bible Look at Exodus chapter 20, 15, verse 17. You shall not steal. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male or female servant, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. So that means hindi po yan, hindi po, hindi po natin makikita that if we're not following God's design of good governance, things will be messed up. Eh, tinan nga po yan, no? You shall not steal. And what you don't have, but you know what's gonna happen? It will drive away contentment. Hindi ka makaging contento. It will drive away your desire to be, to be happy in what you have. Because constantly you're looking at everything outside. So yun po yung good governance design. Justice and rule of law. Righteous leadership. Freedom and responsibility. And last is respect of private ownership. Wayne Grudem, a theologian, once said, good and bad governments make a difference in people's lives. Where God's principles for governments are followed, as taught in scriptures, people's lives are better in hundred ways. Amen. Amen. This guy, Wayne Grudem, wrote, is the author of The Politics According to the Bible, a comprehensive resource for understanding modern political issues in light of scriptures. And he commented this, that yes, there is a direct correlation. When God's principle for, gover- for government are followed, people's lives are better in hundred ways. In hundreds of ways. Wala po time But there are countries that actually have decided on this. That when they were following God's design and principles, they were actually blessing the people mightily. Another author, you know, another guy, Alvin Schmitz, author of the famous book, How Christianity Changed the World, concluded, concluded, these achievements were the products of ideas that have roots in the Bible and the Christian worldview. The deciding factor indeed was Christianity. What am I saying here? It says that the granting of the property of rights, the protection of women, marami pong ginawang nangyari na pinasok ang Christianity sa mundo na nakatulong nakatulong po sa paano pagandahin ang nangyayari sa mundo natin and that's why we need to understand this that there are so many things that if that has happened in, by true Christianity that allowed us to really live a blessed life in the world and in the history you know let me just mention a couple of these things you know the rise of science and technology Emergence of economic theories that maximize productions and standards of living. Sabi po sa libro yan. Sabi po sa libro ni Alvin Smith, no? All were products of ideas that have roots in the Bible and, and of course, also other Christian worldview. Other ideas from the outside of Christianity certainly had their own impact on these developments, but the deciding factor was, guess what? Christianity. So when we 
place the right kind of leaders, when we place the right kind of leaders in positions, it's crucial and necessary that for them to be have to have real, lasting, positive change to take place, it's not only understanding God's design and not only following it, whoever is governing the people, but secondly, bad leaders only explain half of the problem of governance. Alam niyo po ba yun? The other life, the other half, lies in the character of its citizen. Kayo, you and I. Well, how we model our attitude towards education, our culture, how do we apply that, actually can spell a huge difference on how the country can become successful or not. The formula is this. Good leaders and good citizens are tag teams that transforms the nation through God's grace. Let me repeat. Good leaders and good citizens are tag teams in transforming the nation through God's grace. Our country needs not only good governance, but also good citizenship. The heart of the problems we have in our nation is the problem of the hearts of men. Alam niyo po ba yan? Man's heart, tayo po, you know, man's heart is basically self-centered. We're greedy, the desire for power, rape, murder, kidnapping, bribery, adultery, broken families, and a broken security. This is bad news. Yan po yung laman ng deceitful heart, ng sinful heart ng tao. But folks, there is great good news. There is a solution available to all who desire this transformation. The good news can change everything. Transforming individuals, transforming families, transforming communities, transforming society, and even transforming the country. Bill Bright said this, the only way to change the world is to change individuals. Change people in sufficient numbers will produce change campuses, change communities, change cities, change nations, and yes, in a very real sense, in a very real sense, a change world. And so I stand here, singles, challenging you that yes, we need good governance. Yes, we need to choose the right leader. And how do we do that? The rest of the series will talk about that. But obviously, you and I, we have a role. Meron po tayong role. And if you feel, and if you feel that your role is just to choose the right leader and not do anything about yourself, nako po, you are gravely mistaken. It's a tag team. Choosing the right leader and changing our lives, changing ourselves. So when we get transformed, we become a better person in Christ. And that better person in Christ pushes us to become a good Filipino citizen. So truly, gagawin po natin is, iibigin po talaga natin ang Pilipinas. The Bible says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed. Behold, the new has come. Alam niyo po, I'm sure most of you, nasawa-sawa na kayo sa akin when I keep on telling you that when you see the word therefore, two seconds. When you see therefore, what's it, what is it there for? Right? Like po sinasabi sa inyan, when you see this word in the Bible, you have to check what's happening prior to that so you can have, understand the context. And Paul's conclusion 
in 2 Corinthians 5.17 is, is based on the preceding truth in verse 14, 15, and 16. If you have time, read it. But let me quickly summarize you what verse 14, 15, and 16 is talking about. It's talking about specifically the truth concerning Christ's death, resurrection, and the supernatural life. In short, it is the essence and the truth about the gospel. So yung 14, 15, 16 po is the gospel that expounded by Paul, which leads us to this in verse 17. Kaya po merong therefore. And it says, if anyone is in Christ, ito pong new life that we're talking about here is in Christ. The word in, medyo hinayal ko po, the word in does not mean a location. Parang, parang, I'm in the MPH now or I'm CCF main now. It does not talk about that. It carries the idea of union. It, it's togetherness on the resurrection side of this experience we have in this life, in his life. He has come to live in us. Jesus, through his spirit, has come to live in us. And this is what makes the real difference between the old ekoi and the new ekoi because the old ekoi, prior to our salvation, is totally different from the new ekoi that now lives because I have been saved by God's grace. It is necessary before the believer, for you and I, who believe that God died for us, died in the cross, sacrificed so that you can have this reward of the forgiveness of our sins. And because of his death in the cross and his resurrection, he guaranteed victory. Victory for the power of our new life over our old life. Our old life is broken. And the only way that that can be accomplished, the only way it can be transformed is accomplished through union with Jesus in his crucifixion. Hindi po ito nangyayari. Nangyayari po ito before. He did this already for us. And it's us, it is up for us now, if you haven't come to this point, where for us to be really exacting true transformative change in our country, it has to start from us. And it has to start from us with having Christ in us. The phrase, in Christ, in Him, alam niya po ba, occurs 164 times in Paul's writings. The phrases means more than just believing on Christ or being saved by His atonement. They mean, I have a timer here, so I know the timer. Being saved by the atonement, this means being joined to Christ in one spiritual body that we have the true in Him, also to be true in us. This is a difficult concept, brothers and sisters. The Bible uses numerous images to teach us this union in Christ. Mahirap maintindihan. But let me share to you that when you talk about in Christ, the Bible speaks about this in similar ways, like the union of a husband and wife in marriage, the concept of the vine and the branches, the union of the head and the other members of the body in one head, Christ. Yun po ibig sabihin ng being in Christ. But folks, I don't know whether you understand it or not, for some of you might have difficulty understanding that, union with Christ in one sense is the very essence of our salvation. And it's the very essence of why transformation can take place. Apart from Christ, our condition is absolutely hopeless. Kaya po itong ginagawa natin to, our desire to change, this will be temporary. It could not be lasting change unless it is powered to the victory in Christ in us. Over and over, over and over, it's being emphasized that everything comes to us through Him. 
We must not learn to listen to those who claim that God's blessing is in their lives and yet whose thinking Christ is not central. The only spiritual blessing in this world that can, that can ever come to us can only happen through Christ. There's no other way, brothers and sisters. It can only come through Him. There's no other way. That's why when we talk about this new creation, when you are in new creation, it's God's redemptive work. When, when you are a new person in Christ, it means you are a new creature. It means there, there's a new direction. It means there are new, there's a new director. It means there's a new determination, a new demeanor, a new delight, a new desire, a new destiny. You put it being and being in Christ. So if your life is not different from where you profess as Christ as your Savior, kapatid, you need to examine your life right now in light of God's word. This idea of new, anubian, new. You know, when we see the word, I am a new creation, this word new, hindi po to, hindi po to upgrade. Hindi po to a better model. When you talk about new, it means totally different. Something you are not aware of previously. Para pag nakita mo, sobrang kaiba. Yun po ibig sabihin ng new. It means it's coming into being something that was not presently there. Yan po yun. It's not being reformed. It's being transformed. It's not being upgraded. It's being changed completely. You know, when you talk about a new creation, it's not turning a new leaf. It's becoming brand new. And this is the miracle. The miracle of regeneration. This miracle of regeneration is something that is from nothing. It turned to something beautiful. Something that was dark and now it's light. It talks about, similarly, it talks about what happened to the creation of the universe. The universe was nothing. The universe was in chaos. And yet, because God said so and made so, it changed. It, the no, the, there's no natural process that can accomplish or explain such a miracle. And that's why this new improvement, this new creation is not a new improvement or an addition to the old, but something entirely different. Yan po ibig sabihin ng new creation. Salvation is not turning over a new leaf, but reserving a new life, the life in Christ. And the purpose of this new creation is what? So you and I, could have this workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. God's purpose is fulfilled in this kind of obedient life. And why did I ex- extend it this time on that? Because importante po maintindihan natin that this new creation changes you and I so we could also be burdened not only for our life, for our family, but also for our country. The old has passed away. Wala na po yung dati. Kung yung dati hindi ka po concerned sa, sa Pilipinas, dahil Kristiyano ka na ngayon, and dahil Jesus is in you, you need to be concerned. When you talk about the old things passed away, marami po natatakot eh. Pag binasa nila to, the old has passed away, and they look at themselves, and they see they're still sinning, nako, hindi yata ako ito. Kasi the old has passed away eh. Does this mean that you will ever have those old sin back, old habits, old hack-ups, etc.? Of course not. As long as you live, we're still breathing, you are going to be here. But what does, it, what does it mean? What does it mean now in Christ? It means that even if you have your old self before, that still sometimes bumabalik. 
It means the general direction of your life is totally different now. The slant of your behavior, ibang iba na. You're now upward, Godward, heavenward, toward the eternal. You now pursue holiness. You want to be God-glorifying. And even the way you look at who to choose as the leader is now changing. Dati personality-driven. Dati padrino. Dati ko sino-kasino lang. Kasi kaibigan. Kasi kamag-anak. Kasi, kasi sinabi. Kasi kasama sa, sa, sa probinsya. But now it's always going to be totally different. You're going to look now in God's Word and see what is God's design in choosing the right leader. Yun po ibig sabihin. Obviously, this transition is not perfect. Absolutely not. Although we are free from the penalty of our sin and we are no longer constrained to obey sin, we are nevertheless still in this corruptible bodies that have the sin virus, our flesh, and therefore, we will still commit sin. But the difference that when you say the old is gone because you are now a new creation, it means that when you were your old self, you were continually, willingly chasing after sin. But now, no. Because you are now in Christ, you have, the now, you have now the power to resist the pull of sin. It's so, it's so, it's so relevant to me. You know, as I was preparing for this, this message the past couple of days, sobering temptation sa akin about lust. You know, about, about the flesh. And I, I was just wondering, how come that issue of lust only comes up one, two, three, five minutes at the most? But the rest of the 24 hours, I don't. And then I realized, if that temptation only comes five minutes, and the rest of my 24, 23 hours is not being tempted by God's grace, then that means I can say no to this by the power of Jesus Christ. And so can you. The difference now is that sin is chasing you because you now have Christ in you. That's why, it's the, that's why the final statement says, Behold, the new has come. It means behold, look, see, perceive. Something new has come, something totally different. And that's what it means when you say, I am now a new creation. The old has passed. Behold, the new has come. All things in view of the mind, the purposes, the feelings of the life, the principles of the action all become new. And that's what it means when you have a new life. And we have this new life, you would now long, you would now long for to really understand, ano ba yung gusto ng Panginoon sa buhay ko? Ano ba yung gusto ng Panginoon gawin ko sa nararapit na eleksyon? Ngayon narapit na eleksyon, how do I really honor God? Well, can I submit to you? Four, four quick things on how do you really make sure that since you are now in Christ, that transformation can help you choose and act and use your responsibly, use the vote that you have responsibly in order to pursue God's design in good governance. Four quick application points. Number one, panalangin mo ang Pilipinas. Para ibigin ang Pilipinas, kailangan pinagdadasal mo po ang Pilipinas. Singles, pinagdadasal mo po ang Pilipinas. Nako, kailangan po, ng, kailangan po niya ng dasal natin. So if you're listening to this message and you don't know what practical application you could do to really honor God, obey God, and at the same time, help our country, number one, pagdasal mo po ang Pilipinas. Number two, ingatan mo po ang iyong boto. 
take care of your vote. Make sure you vote. By the way, confession, dalawang, dalawang presidential election na po hindi mo vote. Kasi po, lumipat po kami sa, sa Quezon City, eh. galing po ako tiga Manila. But this year, I really made sure that I will be able to register so that I can vote. Singles, do you know that 70% of the population in the Philippines is below 39 years old? That's 70 million. Can you imagine the collective power we have when we choose and use our vote correctly? Second thing that you could do, ingatan mo po ang iyong boto. Huwag mong ipagbili. Huwag mong ipagbigay. Gamitin mo ang iyong isip. Pangatlo po ang pwede mong gawin para ibigay ng Pilipinas. Pumili ka ng leader na tama. Paano ka pipili ng leader na tama? Sumunod ka po sa succeeding sessions namin. Malalaman niyo po yun. Pero right now, we also talked about how God's Word is designed of good governance can impact the qualities that you're looking for in a leader. So please, pursue that more. And then lastly, ikaw ay may responsibilidad. Huwag mong kakalimutan, singles, that you have a responsibility in this country. Your vote, your action, the way you do it now would spell impact if collectively singles could actually really be passionate about this upcoming election to pursue God's design and choose the right leader. I tell you, I tell you, it will have a profound effect because that is God's plan in all of our hearts to use us in a way that would really impact our lives, our family, our community, and our nation. At yun po, ang pili, Pilipinas. Panalangin mo ang Pilipinas, ingatan mo ang iyong boto, leader na tama ang piliin, at ikaw ay may responsibilidad. Yun po ang kailangan natin gawin. And this can only can happen if we truly follow God's design. Singles, nakikiusap po ako sa inyo na lahat po ng bagay na intindihan nyo ngayong gabi, sana po isa lang may iuwi nyo. That God's word placed upon your heart would actually allow each one of you to really be used by God to have this amazing impact where we could really redirect the course of this country. And so I challenge each one of you. Let's continue. Panalangin po natin ng Pilipinas. Gamitin po natin ng mabuting ating boto. Pumili po tayo ng leader na tama at ipakita po natin at ikaw at ako ay may responsibilidad. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this wonderful time that you've given us this privilege and opportunity to come to you and to honor you by surrendering to you, Lord, our concerns. Father, our prayer is that the people who are watching this evening would have realized that there is a burden in their hearts, the burden in their hearts to really understand what your word is saying when it comes to the right leader that the way to choose the right leader is how we would really see them in light of your word. And I pray tonight, O Lord, that as we come to a point where we really, at times, do not show our love for our country, Father, I pray that your word has put that in our hearts. Naibigin po namin ang Pilipinas kasi po ito ang lupang ibinigay niyo sa amin. This is the land that you have blessed us with. And as we stay here, as we stand here, Lord, our prayers that you will change our hearts. Change our hearts because you said that we are now a new creation. 
And because we are a new creation, we have a new desire. We have the new dreams. And we have new direction. And that desire, that direction follows your lead. So Lord, lead us there. But I realize that there are people here watching this, this message that perhaps when I was talking about a new creation, that the old is gone, the new has come, that perhaps you're not that person yet. And perhaps tonight, the Lord is touching your heart and opening your hearts. And that tonight, you want to make this a memorable marker in your life by surrendering your life to the Lord and saying, Lord, I want, I want to live my old life and I want to be a new creation in you. And so, Father, I pray that for those of you that are watching right now, may you open your hearts to the truth that you need Christ in your life. So if that is you, why don't you surrender your life to Jesus right now and realize that you've been running away from your sins, hiding away from it, but now you want to confess it. So if that is you, why don't you follow me in this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for all the things that I have done. Marami po ang kasalanan na gawa. Marami po ang tanong sa isip ko. Hindi ko po naiintindihan lahat. Pero ngayong gabing ito, tonight, Lord, gusto ko pong lumapit sa inyo. Gusto ko pong maging new creation. I wanna live my life before. And so I confess I'm a sinner and I accept you. I believe that you died in the cross. And that death in the cross paid the way for the forgiveness of my sins. So, salamat po, Panginoon. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and change me so that the new person can come in your most precious name. Lord, I don't know whoever prayed that prayer, and Lord, I surrender that person to you, that you would really be real in his or her life. And Lord, as I close this time, I want to pray for the singles, the thousands of singles watching this video right now, and who will watch it in, in the succeeding days to come. Lord, I pray that you would really empower each one of us. Give us the resolve. The resolve, oh Lord, to really do something for our country. That collectively, we are a strong force. And the challenge is that we put that idealism, that passion, that desire for God's word to be front and center of our decision-making process as we pursue, Lord, this new election to come that would be historic and that is in the crossroads of the history of our nation. So please help us, O Lord. Please have mercy on the Philippines. Lord, please use every single, every person to be able to choose the right leader. Use each one of us, Panginoon, so the person that will be elected is the person you want to be placed there. Father, we pray for your mercy for our country and we pray for your grace. We love you, O Lord, and we thank you as we lift up to you, Lord, all of these things. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen and Amen. Wow, I feel empowered after listening to the message. It can be a struggle to love the country after what we've gone through in the past years. But what gives us hope is knowing that we can make a change by protecting our votes and voting for leaders whose convictions and values are based on God's Word. So singles, are you excited to see a positive change happen in our country? Here are the breakout questions to help you process more. 
First, among the components of God's design for good governance discussed tonight, which resonated with you the most? In what areas do you think our country can improve on and how? Second, despite many challenges that our country has been facing, where is your hope anchored on at this point and why? Third, what can you do to be an encouragement to our fellow Filipinos so that they too can love our country more? Enjoy your breakout singles. See you again next week for our second session, Tapat, Totoo, at Magiting. Take care and God bless!